East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first-round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. to Pirate Basketball Overtime here on the Sports Objective. I've got my uh, my very own big-time presidential suite at Heartbreak Hotel. We'll have extra innings coming up on later on this evening in a little while. Uh, Bubba Rosenbaum will give you a shout-out behind the scene producing. And all the way in the great state of Connecticut, home of the WWE, is Matt Semenza. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, Dave. It's been a rough day, <laughs> rough day to be a Pirate. We're going to have those days... Um, Obviously, we're going to break down baseball later, but uh, right now, just looking at basketball, another very difficult loss uh, to UCF. That's a team you definitely want to beat. And, uh, you know, that, that was the type of game where it really could have went either way. Just so many critical uh, possessions down the stretch. But ultimately, we we uh, we couldn't come out on top. And I'm just kind of looking forward to breaking it down a little bit here. There's a lot to dissect, Dave. Yes, Bubba, we were all talking before the show, watching that game, the third buzzer beater that we've lost. I mean, just imagine that one is is rough in a season. We've had things go our way, but you know, when when it's all said and done with this program, we've talked a lot about it. The Pirates lose 69-66. Look mm. at all the games we've lost that are very, very we've won close games, we've lost cl- close games. And I think when you uh we'll keep the try to keep the show as <laughs> as short as possible, uh, for Bubba's sake and for all of us, but I just want to mention to the folks again uh, that want to fire Dooley 13 and 13 on the year. Um, think about all those that, you know, you can hear the cliches right now, uh, Dave, uh, that's the way the ball bounces. You're going to have breaks like that. The one thing I want to mention to Pirate fans is you get rid of Joe Dooley. Players are going to go. They're going to leave. Transfer portal. Newton's gone. whole bunch of players. Brandon Suggs is gone. Um, so don't think the way that you used to think. And also the fact I want to mention to fans that just keep in mind, changing a coach every four to six years has not worked. If that were the case, we would be a Memphis, we'd be a Cincinnati. Um, I know we, we want to talk about this game individually, but I just want to keep people in mind that I'm pro Dooley. I'm not anti Dooley. He has not lost, as we were talking about in the green room, he hasn't lost the, the players. You, ha- you can tell those players are fighting hard, Matt. I'm really happy to see that uh, they're fighting. Um, their defense is better. It's not quite where we want it to be but it's a lot better than it used to be. So no doubt. you look at the program, we were getting blown out 12, 15 points a game, 30 points. Some of these, you know, you know, Houston's of the world, every time we played a brand name team in the American 30 point games, stuff like that. I'm not happy with losing the games. What I'm trying to say is when you're building a program, just like with coach Houston, you you're a joke. You're at the bottom of the barrel, just like football, basketball, similar. And now we're competitive. We're in every single game. So not happy with the 13-13 record. Let me be clear. You and I both want to win all the games. We want to be 26-0 right now. Um, but look where the program – you have to look where the program was when Dooley took over to now. The APR was bad. He got lied to, misled about that as far as the academic piece of things. 
Um, there hasn't been the level of commitment that they promised. Uh, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't realize. Dead last in spending an American for men's basketball is unacceptable. Can't stand. Yeah. I can't stand. Nope. So um, we're the reason why we're saying this is that, look, uh, you and I both are guys that are no-nonsense guys that um, we, we both will die pirates. Bubba Rosenbaum will die a pirate. Kyle from LaGrange will definitely <laughs> die a pirate. He's not going anywhere. The thing I want to mention to fans is the people, I will say this, I know there are people on message boards, just like with baseball, we're going to talk later. Basketball, um, you are being way, way too critical about a program that has no history when it comes to no tradition. Um, it's like we're, it feels weird, Matt, like I was telling you beforehand. It feels like we are Kansas. Kansas is 13 and 13 right now. And we're East Carolina 13. Mm. Those two programs probably should not be mentioned in the same sentence. You have a blue blood in Kansas where Joe coached. There's a reason I bring them up, bring them up. And we have a situation where our pirate fans great. Appreciate the passion. I'm glad that you care. I appreciate that very much, but to go on a message board and you are a competitor like me, Bubba's a competitor, Kyle as, as well, to go on a message board and crush our program Please explain to me how that helps. It certainly doesn't help. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, I did not have any chance today whatsoever to get on the message boards. And I'm actually, to be honest, I'm glad I didn't because um, sometimes I leave there just more, you know, pissed off yeah. than when I actually got on. Exactly. Um, and so I'm glad I didn't have a chance to go on there today. And, um, you know, one of the great things about this show is we try to take a step back and, and provide like an honest assessment and an honest reflection of what's actually taking place in the program. And, um, you know, let's face it, it can be very frustrating. But if you think back to our overtime the other night, Dave, what do we talk about? We, we said what we really want to see is regardless of, and, and, and again, no more victories. We want to win every single game. But yeah. you want to see the team, if you're going to go down, go down swinging. And I, I specifically recall making the point the other night that, if we're to go down to UCF and we do lose the game, you want to see the team fight as hard as possible, yes. be yes. scrappy, win 50-50 balls, and really get after it. And there's no indication whatsoever. And I've watched a lot of basketball over the years. I've seen 100 coaches fired in both the NBA and college, 100 minimum. Was that um, just for the Knicks? That's, I've seen 100 for the Knicks in the last 10 years. So I'm pretty qualified in firing coaches. Uh, um, there's no indication whatsoever when I watch this team play that Joe Dooley has lost the team. No indication. Um, it, it doesn't show up. And there's no indication that these guys aren't playing hard. So, so, so I think that's a really important point. Like anytime you're evaluating a coach, um, you know, there's, there's rumors about, you know, there might be a parting of ways here. I'll say this, there's no indication watching this team that Joe Dooley has lost the ability to coach here. Um, in fact, they've actually made some some improvements um, since midseason. I mean, I think the defense is better. I think we're um, I think we are a better offensive team against man-to-man -man extended defense than we saw earlier when we could at sometimes barely get a shot off, it seemed like. Um, so Again, no more, no moral victories here. Am I happy we lost? Absolutely not. And I'm, I will make some critical points uh, as we move along here in the show about, you know, not to be critical, but just some things that I, I observe. But I, I just don't see any 
any evidence that this team has lost or Joe Dooley's lost the team. So um, that's just my, that's just the way I see it. That's right. If you're listening, uh, watching live on Facebook and uh, obviously YouTube, you can chime in and uh, make comments, ask questions, and we'll be glad to be a part of the program. Uh, I know Chuck is already here. Appreciate you, Chuck, very much. Others that uh, haven't made comments are already here, too. Appreciate you guys very, very much. And uh, definitely put your thoughts. And um, it's like a that's a great thing about our show. We're not the experts. We're not pretending to be talking heads in some of these morning shows or shows on the big networks radio wise with sports we we're not going to pretend um to be that so uh having said that though i i do think we have enough knowledge about this program and if you look at it, free throw shooting i think has been great this year uh you look at rebounding rebounding is one of those things that matt that drives me nuts i don't care what level it is because mm-hmm. no matter how bad a night you have shooting you can always rebound um, you can play defense. You can steal the ball. You can have assists. There are certain fundamentals of the game that are elementary we're talking about, but that I look at and I look for. And with this team, um, turnovers, uh, you know, is something that bothers me, um, you know, has bothered me. I know you talked about that. And uh, Bubba, I know, okay. is uh, producing. I guess if you want to go ahead and uh, put up uh, some numbers, we can do that uh, to keep this. We're going to try to keep – we have two shows to do tonight, so we're trying to keep the show – um, but as uh, Bob, I'll go ahead and put this up there. Four Pirates finished in double figures led by, how about Tristan Newton, 19? How about Tremont Robinson White? TRW had 14, Brandon Sucks, 13, advanced 10. And the thing about Jackson that's, that's horrible that I hated about it is uh, that really hurts me is the fact that he got those two fouls and he had to sit out a lot of the first half. He would have probably had 20, 18, 20, I feel like. I mean, who knows? You know, that's speculation, I know. Um, but anyway, the uh, great thing is, and let's uh, put up B pays. Uh, hang on, let's see. I just jumped up. There we go. Uh, B pays joining us tonight. Said it's going to be tough for a call for Gilbert and Dooley. The question is, will if Dooley wants to stay? Uh, good point, pays. I'm hearing he doesn't want to stay, but I mean that's just speculation. So I, I can't speak for Coach. I haven't talked to Coach. And anytime I tell you guys, I tell you facts. We tell you my opinion. We tell you rumors, what we've heard. So we try to, we don't try to put those all in one basket um, like some talk shows do. And I'm not talking about local pirate radio, uh, any radio or TV media, if you will. I'm just saying that as a whole, generally speaking. So, um, yeah. And I, and I think Pays makes a great point, Dave, honestly. And that's what I, I've been saying the same thing for a few weeks now. Like, a lot of people look at this as will Gilbert part ways with Dooley? I actually see it just like Paige just mentioned there in the comment, does Joe Dooley, will he want to stay at East Carolina? Will he want to stay here? By all accounts, there's been things he's been promised over the years that have not, yep. uh, you know, come to fruition. Um, obviously the spending is at the bottom of the conference in terms of basketball. So can't charter, Dooley, he can't charter a plane right. uh, for recruiting is he has to go to drive all the way to Raleigh to recruit where Houston and Godwin can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have nothing against Mike Houston and Cliff Godwin. I'm huge fans of them. But I'm like, yeah. how in the world can you let the baseball coach and the football coach charter a plane for recruiting and you make the basketball coach? That's the kind of stuff. It's little things like that that is the reason why. If you wonder why we're not doing well in basketball, things like that. Invest in the program. Allow the coach to, if the big donors, you know, um, some at some point, some of these big donors, we love you but you're going to have to get out of the way. 
There's things that you're doing that is hurting our program. And I have the guts to say it because I'm a true pirate. Um, I'm going to die a pirate. I'm not getting paid <laughs> to, to uh, cover this team. This is a labor of love for all of us, including Matt Semenza and Bubba. And obviously with Kyle, this is labor of love for us. We love this team. We love the program and we want to do better. In fact, uh, let's go to another comment here. ECU needs to invest in a program such as renovating Menges and other needs. Um, we just don't have the money right now. You, you're right, WJ O'Connor. Thank you for chiming in. Here's the deal. The reason we don't have the money right now is we're not out fundraising. Okay. We're not putting it out there for Pirate Nation. We always... We will never have the money of UNC, the Dukes of the world, the Kansas of the world, the Cincinnati that's in our league for right now, uh, UCF, the, uh, you know, the Menji, uh, excuse me, Memphis. There's certain teams we won't have the money for. Um, you're correct. But at the same time, we have a responsibility to go out there and raise the money. And we have such a great fan base. Look, we were the very first podcast for the Pirates. And now there's like four or five, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just think about the media attention that's for this program, the passion that we have. We have a whole great fan base just for the show. They're listening and watching on, on a regular basis, and we're grateful for that. Bubba, I know that uh, one of the different stats, um, you know, um, for me personally, Matt, I thought that overall, the you know, the first is basically this was a, a team that's uh, you might be arguing paper is more talented than East Carolina but still another 50-50 mm -hmm. game. And uh, and what it comes down, here's another thing too, Matt, I was going to say, uh, i get your opinion about shot selection. Um, mm -hmm. Because here's the, here's the deal. When you're losing by 20 or 30, if you miss a whole bunch of threes or you miss shots, wild shots or whatever, does it really matter because you're getting blown out? But here's the thing. Um, when, you know, like in radio and broadcast, and they say make every word count. Well, in basketball, this particular case, Make every possession count. The other thing is trans, our, our fast break. I, I'm, you know, before with Gardner, we couldn't do it, but our fast breaks now are, are awesome. Um, I don't think our transition defense is very good, but as far as our fast breaking, we need to do more of that. More, more of that, Dave, and you locked up there for a second, so I, I couldn't hear the end of your thought there. Um, but I, one thing I would love to see more of is we do struggle to get out and transition a little bit um, and score in transition. That's something that would really help us. But I thought overall, to your point about shot selection, I thought the shot, the shot selection was pretty good tonight. I thought we got a lot of good looks. But I think the key stat tonight when you look at this game, um, three-point percentage, we were six for 23 for 26%. UCF was 10 for 24 for 40, roughly 42%. So – I think when you look at this game, all things were relatively equal. Free throw percentage, pretty close. Rebounds were actually tied 33 to 33. Um, turnovers, nine apiece. You look at the stats, it was pretty even. But the one thing that really jumps out is the three-point percentage. Um, and we really struggled there tonight. And I think we did get a, get a lot of good looks. I mean, even when you go to um, our last possession there where Vance Jackson got a three from the top, uh, from the top of the key, um, he got a pretty good look. Yeah, He got a pretty good look. I mean, that's a good shot. You'll take that shot. Um, and then fortunately, Ludgie, uh, I don't know how in the hell that ball went in the basket, but it looked like he tipped, another guy tipped it and it went in. Um, but I thought we did get pretty good looks, but the shots just weren't falling. And that's the difference. You know, when you look at these three-point games, um, 
it's just hard to win when you shoot 26%. Right. It needs to be in the th at least the 30s, right? You want it to be at least in the 30s to have a chance. I mean, uh, obviously, obviously it would be in a, like, in the 40s would be uh, <laughs> maybe a little delusional. But, it, but and that's the thing that Bubba and I have talked about in the last couple of years is the very fact that two or three, you're looking at two or three, um, what am I trying to say? Two or three, three-pointers, maybe. Mm -hmm. One to two, maybe three, three pointers away from winning a ball game, and mm. that's the thing is that it's so frustrating when you lose by again today by three. It is. It's it's that's a that's a tough one to swallow. And like I said, you look at the stats; all other things relatively equal. So what's the differentiator? It's got to be that. Yeah. Um, and, and and then again, we saw towards the end of the game there in the last seven minutes. I think we went five minutes without a field goal in that critical stretch. It's really tough to recover from that. Um, but Dave, let's, let's, if you don't mind, let's, can we fast forward here to the very last play? Sure. Cause I have some thoughts on that. And um, this might appear, I don't want to seem critical at all. And I welcome any feedback from the audience because this has been long before today, this has been kind of a, uh, I guess you would call it a pet peeve of mine, right? So, Situation is you have a tie game. UCF is inbounding the ball underneath their own basket, right? So you see a lot of coaches do this. And this is sort of my pet peeve. Like you take Vance Jackson, who's 6'9", and you put him over the ball, right? Just to, to try to get your hand on the inbound pass. Um, but, but oftentimes, and I've seen it a hundred times, what you're doing there in, in a sense is that you're taking him out of the play almost. And, you kind of need that length on the perimeter. You really need that length on the perimeter. And so what we got there was, was Tristan Robinson white matched up uh, on the UCF player. I can't recall his name who hit the three. Um, and as a shorter defender, he was able to raise up and, and bang that three. Um, and Tristan Robinson white, really, I'm sure he's going to look back at this and kick oh himself for not getting his hand up. Um, I think he was concerned about fouling, which is totally reasonable but you want them to get your hand up in that situation and make the top, the shot as tough as possible. So my question is, you know, do you really want to take Vance Jackson at six, nine and put him over the ball or would it be better to have him on the perimeter to make those shots more difficult? And again, I'm nitpicking here. Joe Dooley forgot more basketball than I'll ever know. Um, but I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, there's no question about, I can say that uh, that does make sense. And, um, and here's the thing, Tremont Robinson White is the best defender on the team. That's mm -hmm. my only thing is I definitely agree with the height situation that you definitely want to have, like where, you know, if you have uh, a 6'9 guy and he's like, you know, putting his hands up in the air, um, it makes that shot more difficult. Um, you know, that's a tough, that's a t really, that's a tough one. It sounds like I'm copping out, but I can argue, I can argue that both ways. Right. It, 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 it is a tough it may be that he throws the ball in and because of Vance Jackson is such a bad view that we steal the ball and it's mm -hmm. over time. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. It just seems like with this team, if they said, uh, 2022, what is your 21, 22? What do you remember about the season? I always say buzzer beater season <laughs> because we've right. won on buzzer beaters and we've lost three buzzer beaters. Uh, but, um, going back to your point with that very thing, um, we are in it to the very end, and like we're saying now, 
The good news is the reason why it hurts now is because we have a chance to win. Before it hurt because it was pride, because we're getting crushed. And as you would say, like you were trying to watch the, the games back in the day, it's brutal. One of your favorite words. Uh, you know, <laughs> no you're, doubt. it's like you feel guilty. I know Bubba, we, we talked about this past basketball. You feel guilty because you have the game on and there's other things you'd be doing, but that's your school. So you're trying to support, support your school, but you're getting crushed. You know, it's such a hard um, thing to do when you're losing about 20. Like the Houston game, I listened and watched the, the whole game, but it was very, very difficult. That's old ECU basketball right there. That's what you're going to get if it's post-Dooley. So I hope that that's not the case. And do I think Joe Dooley is perfect? No, far from perfect. But I think when you look at uh, what he brings to the table, his fam- – hey, hey, uh, Matt, I'm going to make another point on that. How many yeah. remember a Coach Ruffin McNeil? He wanted to be in Greenville. He was a pirate. Well, Joe's not a pirate, but his mom and dad live here. His wife and son, I know they were very happy living in Greenville. So he's very happy living in Greenville. So why do we get rid of coaches? I'm going to ask the AD and all the administration, why do you want to be the AD known, another one known for getting rid of a coach who wants to be in Greenville? So that's just my – and, hey, hey, when, you, uh, when you're the top dog, you have to take the criticism even from people that like you. That's, that's my feeling. That's true. And I, I think there's going to be some really interesting conversations behind the scenes and uh, – this thing is going to definitely play itself out. And I just hope that I hope that the team is able to, again, finish the season strong. All the rest of the games, every game is winnable here, if you look at the schedule. Yeah. So you hope, is, you'd yeah, like to see cool. Joe Dooley. You'd like to see him have some success. And, you know, it, basketball is such a taxing game to coach, the stress, the pressure. Yeah. Nobody wants to win more than Dooley does. Uh, I guarantee that. So you'd like to see, you'd like to see, well, maybe, maybe uh, you and Bubba, maybe you and Bubba <laughs> want to win as badly, but uh, you know, you'd like to see him have some success and finish, finish the season out in a, in, in a positive way. Well, here's the thing, guys. If you, uh, if you look at the way that our season last year was so uh, with um, what's the right, I can't think of the right word, but it was hindered, I guess is the right word because of COVID-19 um hopefully they'll improve my sat scores but um that very fact of uh, having that situation with covid and kyle says everybody has to deal with covid well guess what everybody has to deal with covid but we're not alabama we're not mm-hmm. Duke. we're not north carolina when it comes to basketball kentucky kansas ucla we can start naming teams in our you know we're, we're not those folks when you look at Dooley, that guy has had to deal with academic troubles when we got here He's had to deal with all the players, you know, that were not American players. He's having to rebuild the team. He's not – some people that are casual fans think it's microwave. It's not microwaving the team, um, having the new players come in. Sometimes these guys are just not working out. Do you want Dooley to lose three, four seasons in a row? Or do you want him to go ahead and, you know, say, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get playing time. You're better off if you transfer. Go in the transfer portal. I'll support you any way I can. That Joe, Joe's a no-nonsense guy. I like that. I'm not trying to make the uh, overtime about <laughs> just about Dooley, but I think that today he proved to me once again um, that the reason I'm pulling so hard for him, I, I don't think I've ever pulled this hard for a basketball team, and that's saying a lot because you know how much I want my team to win and how much I love college basketball, but I'm into every – like there's not a second that I'm not watching. I'm like even more so than I've ever done, and it's because – 
I love Dooley. I love the players. I love the fight in the guys. Um, I love the fact we have two road wins. Very happy about that. Something that we were in the past we've been terrible at. Today was so close yet again. Um, I love our home record. Look at the home record, how well we've played at home. And uh, Bubba said this in earlier, and I think this is true. Um, we've got to get fans in the stands. Let me say this, Wednesday and Saturday, Wednesday night, Saturday, we need people there at Williams Arena, Menji's Coliseum. You say that you're a fan, be there, be square, be there, and let's make that place so loud that, you know, we have coming up when you have the likes of uh, – we got a, a dog barking. Yeah, he's – Sorry for my killer dog there. Yeah, is he, is he going to attack me? Um, but – uh, hey, hey, still to come Wednesday night, you have South Florida on uh, Wednesday at seven. You have Tulsa at four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And then you have um, the following Saturday, we'll have at Wichita State. Like you said, three games. We can do it. I'm really excited for that. Um, look, here's a great one from Alan Vick. Our good buddy Alan Vick says the team plays hard for Dooley again. I asked a question that I asked a few nights ago. Who are um, you going to bring? Uh, bring you and that's an upgrade. You know, who are you going to get? In other words, that's that would be a very short list of candidates, in my opinion. And uh, that's that's great. <laughs> and, and Dave, let me just jump in on that because because Alan makes a good point. There's there's a few guys maybe in the country that could come in here and and change this thing quickly. Only a few. I think one of them is, and, and I know Pirate fans are not very fond of this guy for for some different things he said, but. Rick Pitino is a guy. He is a guy that can turn around any program. He's done it at multiple spots. He's now at Iona having success. Um, would he ever – this is a hypothetical. Would he ever want to come here? I don't know. But he's the type of guy, if you're looking to turn this thing over really quickly and have instant impact, you got to think of a guy like Pitino. Um, there's Greg Marshall out there. And not to go off on a tangent here, but obviously he comes with a lot of baggage. I, I know he – he, he was uh, – a lot of things went on at Wichita behind the scenes that we don't need to get into. But it has to be that type of a high-profile, big-name coach. Those are the only guys that are going to come in here and flip this thing quick. Um, if you get a guy like that, maybe you can bring in four or five guys from the transfer portal that are, you know, four-star recruits. Other than that, who are you getting? Who's, who's changing it? I don't know. And, and it goes back to what we're talking about. It's not the coach that this, the, the problem. The problem is our program. The problem is you're not investing in the program. Look, I think the graphics on the wall are great. We've talked about concession stands are, are terrible. Um, they don't, the TV screens are not up and the nosebleeds. Um, what we need to do is get the, we need to get all the fans as close as we can to the court. And I'm not just saying that about me. The last time we took the kids to a game, we were up in the nosebleeds. And the, there's no vantage point. You can't read the scoreboard. You have no idea unless you look on your phone. And uh, to keep up, my my beautiful daughter, who's seven years old, said, Daddy, what's the score? I can't keep up with the game. Um, you know, it's things like that we need to improve on um, that will help out the game. So it's a matter for me. I know we have a couple minutes remaining. But uh, hopefully um, we can, in three games, we can win the last three games, go in the tournament. Maybe we can win a game or two in the tournament, you know? Um, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, as we leave tonight with Pirate Basketball Overtime, what do you have for the fans? 
Well, if I if my dog would stop barking in the background here, I'd be able to talk a lot more clearly. So. <laughs> um, but what I would have for the fans is, you know, hey, I'm not going to shoot in front of you. It's a tough day. No moral victories. Um, you just have to go back to work. It's as simple as that. Every game is winnable from here on out. And let's try to get them one at a time and and uh, finish the season on a positive note. But uh, obviously a tough loss. And I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'll kick it to you because my dog won't shut up. All right, we're about to wrap things up here. I appreciate all the fans very much. 69-66 loss, 13-13 overall, 4-10 and in the conference. Uh, we'll have three more games. We talked about that, all three winnable. So we'll see how it is. We'll have our overtime, obviously, um, after the game Wednesday nights, probably 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that. And then on Saturday evening, we'll have uh, our overtime uh, as the Pirates will be taking on Tulsa. So those are lat- there's two more home games left. Let's go out and support it. By the way, uh, you get football tickets right now. One of my fans, 1-800-DOLL-ECU. And, of course, ecupirates.com. You can go there anytime to get your tickets. I uh, still get tickets, single-game tickets for uh, Pirates baseball. And we're getting ready just a little bit to do Pirate baseball, our show we call Extra Innings. And we want to thank our good friends, Trent and uh, Trent and uh, Gaynell Brett. We appreciate them very much from Next Level Training Center in Greenville, and uh, you can check them out, and we'll talk more about that. All right, uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, tough day. I'm at Heartbreak Hotel. I'm going to be here tonight, and hopefully I can get out of the hotel in the next couple of days. But I will enjoy the presidential suite. Maybe I can get some sleep. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? I don't like to lose. Uh, but Bubba Rosenbaum, by the way, before we go, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you very much for all that you do for the program. we got a lot of great programming uh, coming up uh, that we'll be, pro- pro- pre- we'll be promoting. Uh, easy for me to say we'll get out of here thank you guys so much as always for listening and watching pirate basketball overtime right here on the sports objective good night everybody go pirates or not Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i thought he was ready for me all right hang in there there's nothing like doing a live stream uh, of a show so hang in there with me folks i have a lot more to say you want me just to keep it keep analyzing yeah. dave <laughs> yeah for a minute here a second yeah <laughs> have you got anything hey, else next what is it next level sports right yeah it's great all I right had a I'm chance gonna... to, to visit their website that facility looks amazing it is it is i wish that you lived uh, here in greenville because we could hang out and and go there uh, with our with our kids, no doubt. Uh-huh. All right, so we're out of here. Appreciate everybody so much. We'll see you back in just a little bit for extra innings. Until next time, go Pirates. Good night, everybody. <laughs>